0: This is God's servant Dilip Koshikoshi. I am the pastor of Revelation Church. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. I pray that you will experience the power of God's word in all its richness and glory today. May your faith be revived, your mind be renewed, and your body be healed in Jesus' name. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, that we are in your presence. Thank you that you are going to minister to us, Lord. Your word is power. Your word is water. It can wash us, Lord. Your word can cleanse us. Your word can revive. Your word can bring life. Your word can set us free. Your word can give us perspective. Lord, your word is light. Your word is like a a hammer that can break rocks. Lord, we ask of you that your word will manifest, Lord, in the the way you want it to manifest, Lord. In our midst, your power will be made manifest. Even as the word is being ministered, your power will be made manifest in our midst, Lord. You know what we need, each of us individually, separately, personally. You know our needs, where we come from. You know the counsel that we need today. You know the word that we need today, the correction that we need today, the instruction that we need today, the comfort that we need today. You know you are aware of it, Lord. Father, we ask of you that your word will come to us the way you want us to have it. That we may be changed and renewed and revived by the power of your word. Have your way in our midst, Lord, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Now we've been considering the seed principle, say seed principle, as one of God's primary key principles. This is one of God's key principles. God functions um, on this principle. The seed principle. Amen. And uh, we, we are learning now how to apply this principle. Amen. So we are trying to understand from the, in the light of God's word, how to apply the seed principle so that we can benefit. Say benefit. benefit. God wants you to benefit out of it, amen? God's word must profit us. Amen. It is not for us to just read and by heart and, 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 and speak about, no, God's word is for our benefit, it's for our profit, amen? And we are trying to learn, we are, we are learning by the spirit, we are learning how to apply this principle that we call the seed principle, amen? The seed is full of revelation. The seed is full of revelation. Amen. we've been, been trying to study the seed. I don't know how many of you, are, uh, you know, have decided to study about the seed. A seed, when you hold it in your hand, is full of revelation. A seed is full of, the, of divine mysteries. To the extent that even a child, we, we saw that last week, even a child, a little child if the child can understand how to apply this principle, it's very simple even for the child to benefit, to see the benefits of the seed principle. Amen. Last week we saw how a ale came to us with that uh, corn uh, which has sprouted from the seeds which she sowed. She sowed it and it came forth. Amen. So we just need to do two things, say two things to derive benefits from the seed. Say two things on the time what are the two things Uh, what are the two things to derive benefits from the seed what are the two things that you must do okay sow the seed of course then what else two more things after that water the seed. say water the seed and then what you have to do wait in waiting what you're doing you are cherishing the seed so you don't just sow the seed and walk away you water the seed and you cherish the seed like uh, Last week when uh, I was ministering, Brother King reminded, you don't tread on the on, on cultivated land. You cherish the seed. Right? You water the seed. You cherish the seed. Say two things. Say two things. First thing is, water the seed. Second thing is, cherish the seed. One word, say water the seed. Say cherish the seed. And when we apply this uh, principle, when we apply this to Dealing with God's word. How do you water the seed of God's word? By? By praying, by agreeing. Say agreeing. By agreeing, by agreeing to God's word. is how you water the seed of God's word. When God's word comes to you when, you, when you stand in agreement with God's word, you are watering the seed of God's word. Amen. Hallelujah. When you believe and agree, you are watering the seed of God's word. Then how do you cherish the... The seed of God's word, how do you cherish it? By speaking, that's right, by confessing and declaring. Amen? These two things you must do. These two things you must do. When it comes to God's word, these are the two things that you must do. Water the seed, cherish the seed. How do you water the seed? Agree to it, believe God's word. And then how do you cherish the seed? By speaking, by making confessions and declarations. And in a christian's life you know i I believe in a christian's life, there is no dearth for seeds, there are no dirt, there's no dearth for seeds there's no lack, lack or shortage there's no lack. you don't have to struggle to find seeds whatever what I'm saying is uh it's very got varied expressions, varied, uh, varied levels of understanding this. Okay. Yeah. So I'm, 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 just, I'm going to talk about it generally, and then I'm going to probably come into the detail of it. But understand in a Christian's life, there is no lack when it comes to seed. God provides abundantly. Our God uh, provides us abundantly with seeds, man. He is, he's a lavish giver when it comes to seeds. He is lavish with seeds. He's not stingy with seeds. Amen. The Bible talks about him. He's the one who provides seed to the sower and bread to the one who wants to eat. Amen. So God is lavish with seeds. He's lavish with seeds. I'm waiting for you to process it. He's lavish with seeds. He's lavish with seeds. A Christian cannot find an excuse for not experiencing harvest in his life there is no legitimate excuse a Christian can make for not being able to see harvest in life you know why because God lavishly provides a Christian a believer with seeds like I said agreeing is how we water the seed that's a starting point when you sow the seed the starting point is you you pour water you pour water. You agree. You stand in agreement. That's something that you have to continually do from the from the time you sow the seed. You pour water. You agree with the seed of God's word. You stand believing. Then you cherish it. From there, from the time you sow till the time you uh, to ha- you reap or harvest, you have to stand confessing God's word. Amen. Hallelujah. And this is. I mean, it might sound very simple. I, I know for a fact that most of you sitting here do not practice this how do I know it's obvious it's obvious and I can listen to your conversations I can look at your problems I can see where you are and realize that you don't do this you don't do the watering you don't do the cherishing God wants, it's a, like I said, a simple principle. If Abigail can do it in the physical, we all can do it in the spiritual. It's just a principle. Just a principle. So that's why I say, I even asked you to do it by yourself so that you will understand how it works. You water the seed, it will come. And you, ch- you cherish it. You, you give it some sunlight and you, you keep it in a very safe place. That's all you need to do. So when, when God gives you a promise, if you can stand in agreement with God's word, which came to you, it will sprout. Amen. Amen? And when you stand confessing and declaring what he told you, not for being forgetful about it, but cherishing it. When, you, when something is top of your mind, you keep talking about it. You keep talking about it. Because you cherish it so much. It's something very, very close to your heart. It's so precious to your heart. That you keep talking about it, keep talking about it, keep talking about it. That's what you must do regarding the promises of God, regarding God's word to you. Now, seeds come to us as God's promises. How, do, how does uh, the seed come? How does, how does it come? The seed of God's word, how does it come? It comes to us as promises. Say promises. It comes to us as revelations from his word. I hope you, you, you are not just a person who is uh, you know, looking at promises. I hope you also are cherishing revelations. There's a difference, by the way. It's one thing to receive a promise. It's another thing to receive a revelation. God's seed will come to us as promises. It comes to us as uh, revelation from God's word. It comes to us as prophecies. It will come to us as prophecies. It'll come to us as resources. It'll come to us as money, say money. It'll come to us as time, say time. It'll come to us as our giftings and our abilities. It'll come to us as relationships, etc. So on and so forth. So it's it's about time that you start to understand, you start to apply this principle to basically everything that you encounter in life. Everything that you go through in life, you can apply this principle. In the kingdom, you will never lack seeds. In the kingdom, you will, see that's why, even when the parable was pronounced by Jesus, he said, the kingdom of God is likened to a man. What does that mean? Everything in the kingdom is like this. The kingdom of God is like a man, who sowed a seed, or who sowed seeds, cast the seeds upon the soil. That's how everything functions in the kingdom. And He's a bountiful provider of seeds, like Paul said today. It's fertile. You know, all around you will see fertile lands. All around you will see fertile lands. Every face that you meet in church is a fertile land for you. Every face that you meet in church is a fertile land for you. Faces that you, you see outside can be fertile ground for you. Now, if you're connected to what God wants you to do, it's fertile ground everywhere. Because God wants you to benefit, say benefit. From this uh, time-tested unfailing principle. God's desire is that you gain. Say gain, gain. That you gain from this principle. The only issue here. What is the issue there? If God wants you to benefit. And there is no dirt for seeds. There is no uh, lack of opportunities, opportunities to sow. There is no lack of fertile ground, then what's the issue here? Huh? You're not sowing, that's right. Why you're not sowing? It's about the our attitude. Say attitude. attitude. Attitude is a big problem. Our attitude when it comes to sowing, our attitude when it comes to seed is the only problem here. Oftentimes the seeds which God has given you goes in waste. If God has given you a seed, sometimes it goes in waste. Sometimes those seeds which God gives you are not sown at the right time, in the right way, in the right place. God has given you many seeds but you're not sowing. Like uh, she pointed out, you're not sowing. It's not being sown in the right manner, in the right place, in the right time. Many times there is no sufficient watering. Say watering. There are seeds being sown or seeds being given, but there is no sufficient watering of the seed after you sow it. How do you, how do you uh, water the seed? A grain, correct? So if you don't agree to God's word, okay, you hear a lot of word. You agree a lot of, you, you hear a lot of word, even on a Sunday, from the time we started, there's a lot of word, a lot of word, from the time we start, before even we start. Practice time, the man is singing the word. Prayer time, the necessary team is praying the word, amen, exchanges and pleasantries. Most likely, if you're connected to the Spirit, you are hearing the word, you're speaking the word. Time of prayer, word. Worship leader, word. Breaking of bread, word. Announcement, word. Then you have word, word. It's all word, say word. There is no dearth for God's word. There's no dearth, there's no lack of God's word. problem is we don't know how to utilize it we either don't sow we either keep it to ourselves we fail to sow at the in the right manner in the right place in the in the right time we don't water it sufficiently meaning we don't agree to it I don't know how, I mean, tell me honestly from the time you started we started the service did you agree with every word that was spoken in this church question Did you agree to every word that was spoken in this church? Psalm 56 verse 4. Again word. Say word. word. It's word. Okay. Everything is word. In God whose word I praise. That's right. Worship. In God whose word I stand and worship. In God I have put my trust. I shall not be afraid. What can mere man do to me? We heard that also today. It's all word, say word, see, unless you change your attitude to God's word, your life is going to be very ordinary. You would rather be living in the world than living in live inside the church without the word It's almost the same. If your perspective to God's word is, uh, you treat it with no reverence. You're not a gatherer of seed. You're not a cherisher of God's word. You're not not cherishing the seeds of God's word. You don't don't understand how to rever it and uh, go by it. Your your life is going to be very ordinary. And then you're complaining, nothing has happened. You know, I'm still the same. I still have the same problems. I've not grown. My issues are still my issues. I would rather be doing that. The problem is there was no cherishing of God's word. Man, you did not water it, you did not cherish it. Meaning you did not agree to God's word when it came to you as word, when it came to you as revelation, when it came to you as promise, when it came to you as prophecy, when it came to you in song yeah right you're playing the guitar you're, you're playing the drums you're playing the keyboard but where you in where you where you're realizing that you're singing word many in the church fail to benefit from the seed principle either because they do not agree to God's word as they ought to agree or because they do, not make, they do not make confessions. Meaning their language is not filled with God's word. Are you here? Are you here? Now I'm, I'm coming to more problems. Okay, I'm just starting off with this. Okay? Right now I'm, I'm seeing a problem here. I'm not going to talk about it right now. I'm saving it up for later time. But the, the main two problems. Number one. No agreement to God's word. No agreement to God's word. Number two, there's no confession of God's word. You are every Sunday service, you come to church and go out of church. You are going out with a truckload of seeds, a truckload of seeds, which can make the entire planet earth full of fruitful vegetation. That's how much, how much seed you carry in a week one service you can can. that's right you can then what happens forgetful hearers you drop the seed on the wayside as you go out you sow it in the wrong places you throw it away you despise it you don't agree to it you don't believe oh that's gone. That seed is crushed. That is crushed. It was the seed which would have brought about the greatest breakthrough in your life. You crushed it by not agreeing to the word. Blessed are you who sow beside all waters. Amen. Hallelujah. And God will lead you to beside waters. God will lead you beside river banks. God is leading but you're not going you're complaining and murmuring nothing is happening nothing is moving nothing is everything is the same you know why you don't know how how to how to deal with the seed you despise the seed you crush the seed like pastor said you cook the seed and eat say attitude Attitude. say it loud say it louder one more time say louder say attitude, attitude. man so let's go to that passage one more time mark chapter 4 verse 26 to 29 one more time mark 4 26 downwards and he was saying who was saying who was saying Pastor Dilip who was saying and he Jesus was saying the kingdom of God is like a man Who casts seed upon the soil? And he goes to bed at night and gets up by day, and the seed sprouts and grows. How? He himself does not know. The soil produces crops by itself. First the blade, then the head, then the mature grain, the head. But when the crop permits, he immediately puts this puts in the sickle because the harvest has come. Amen. So the scripture, like I said, is saying everything in the kingdom aligns to this, what happened to this man. Everything in the kingdom will perfectly align to how things happen for this man. And in the, look at this, in the principle, if you read this parable closely, if you consider this parable closely, you'll realize that what is the most important thing in this parable? Seed. Okay, the second most important thing in the parable. Sowing. Okay. The third most important thing in the parable. Huh? Huh? Okay. Soil. The fourth most important thing in the parable. Huh? The sower. No. Huh? The sleep. Huh? Watering. Huh? How? Huh? Harvest. Huh? Growth. No. I'll tell you what if you study this parable one theme though the word is not mentioned there one theme that runs across this parable is this timing say timing timing Timing. it's all about timing you know that's why i look at this he god said it without saying it and he was saying the kingdom of god is like a man who casts seed upon the soil it's timing then he goes to bed at night timing and gets up by day timing and the seed sprouts and grows how he himself does not know timing the soil produces crops by itself first the blade timing then the head timing the mature grain in the head timing when the crop permits timing he puts in the sickle because the harvest has come timing it's all timing I would say that this this parable is about timing it's about timing there's a time for everything there's a time to sow there is a time to go to bed By night? There's a time to get up by the day. There's a time the seed will sprout. Then there's a time it will grow. Then there's a time for the blade to appear. Then there's a time for the head to appear. Then there's a time for the mature grain the head to appear. Then there's a time to put in the sickle for harvest. It's all about timing. It's all about timing. Now, it's interesting to see that even after you sow the seed, the man had to patiently endure a timing which is recorded in the word of God as night. Say night. Amen. You sow the seed and there is night. Say night. Many of you, the problem is you sow the seed. When night comes, you give up hope. When darkness comes, you give up hope. Amen. And you never get up into the day to check on the seed anymore because you have given up hope. Why? Because darkness came upon you. And you couldn't understand what was going on. You sowed the seed so faithfully. But there was a time recorded in this parable called night. What was he supposed to do at night? Go to bed and take rest. Amen. Nothing else. He cannot do anything else. There is absolutely nothing he could have done during the night. I'll tell you, most of you sitting here lose hope in that night. Most of you sitting here will give up when darkness comes. And you've missed out on progressing into the next phase of time. Hallelujah. And that is one of the reasons why, you know, even as a mature Christian, mature Christian or a Christian for you uh, know, after being a Christian for many years, you have not understood how this functions because your track record says it will not go beyond the night. Are you with me? Are you with me? Most of you, if you were to genuinely give me how, how has it worked for you, you will say I sowed, when nothing happened. It was all dark. I didn't understand a thing. Exactly. That's how it functions. That's how it works. After sewing, nothing is going to happen. From your end. From your end. From your end, nothing is going to happen. You sow and go to sleep. Trusting in the process. Say process. Process. Amen. Hallelujah. See, listen. In sowing, there is an important point of time when you have to give up. Say give up. On your efforts and wait yes. on God. Amen. I don't know how many of you heard that. Yes. I'll repeat that one more time. Amen. In sowing, there is a point of time after you have sown, you give up on your efforts and you recline and you go to repose, you rest and you trust in the process of God to continue even when you're resting. Yes. Amen. Amen. And not being flustered, not being disturbed. Because all I can see is darkness. You got to be still. That's why you have to be still. Amen. Amen. That's why God gave you the night to be still. And know that he is God. If it was all about you, then that night need not be there. You sow and it sprouts. And you will say, look at this. I did this. No, God doesn't want you to say that. You sow and you go to sleep. God will do it. Amen. amen see again the lord is telling me something he told me last week and i'm going to say it one more time this is not for everyone i know that Amen. but for those of you who know this is for you receive it amen, amen. things are about to move in your life amen things that the night is gonna get over amen the morning is coming The Lord sent me to tell you, morning is coming. You waited long on that bed, doing nothing, wondering when. But God says, go to sleep now. I'm going to wake you up. The day is coming. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just because darkness appeared doesn't mean that God is forgetful of the principle. No. No, that's not the God that we serve. It's part of His plan to put you to sleep. It's part of His plan to give you rest. It's part of His plan to inspire worship from you. It's part of His plan to make you realize that He can do things when you're not doing anything. It's God's plan. Amen. So He wants you to be obedient, so and rest. Amen. Wait patiently. Don't fret. Amen. Don't fret. That's right, rest, rest comes from faith. Amen. My Christian, Christian apparel manufacturers must come to this church and they should take a note of these, uh, you know, these revelations. Rest comes from faith. Now you have sown faithfully. Do not be afraid of the period of darkness which you may encounter. Tell your neighbor, do not be afraid of the darkness. Amen. The night will make way for the day. Amen. Amen. The darkness will give space for light. Amen. Emptiness will be filled up with the bounty of God. Oh, your vats will overflow. Your barns will overflow. Amen. With new wine. With new grain. Because God is faithful to his word. Amen. The seed is from him. It is not manufactured in some... Uh, From China, that's right. No offense to China. We love China. We pray for China. May the gospel flourish in China. Amen. Amen. It's not a hybrid seed manufactured in some factory in the world. No, this is from heaven. Say heaven. Heavenly seed, incorruptible seed, imperishable seed. Hallelujah. The period of darkness which you encounter will give way. It'll move. Day is coming. Day is coming. You sow and keep declaring day is coming. And go to sleep because day is coming. I need to go to sleep because day is coming. And nowadays, I, sometimes the Lord, I have a lot of work to do. Uh, you know, and then I'll, I'll just decide I'm going to sleep. And probably I'll keep my Bible next to me and say I'm going to sleep. And I tell my wife, I'm going to sleep. I want to sleep. I was not like that. I used to, I used to press it, press it, press it. But now the Lord is asking me to sleep. He just wants me to sleep, just sleep. And that's right. And when I get up in the morning, it's like you know I've spent hours, you know, doing the research. I've spent hours working this out, because it's already done. You wake up to the harvest. There, see, there is, there is something about waking up to the evidence of the sprouting. Amen. The, there is something about that. You, you, you went, to, went to sleep weeping. You went to sleep crying. Because seeds were sown with weeping. But you're going you're gonna to rejoice. You're going to harvest. You're going to reap with shouts of joy. Amen. There's something about that. Get up in the morning and you can, you can see it's sprouting. It's sprouting. It's coming. It's just a matter of time. Before which I can put my sickle on it. Amen. But if you miss out on the rest, if you miss out on the rest, the resting, the sleeping, you will miss out on the sprouting. And that's where most people end up. The sowing was done because God is faithful. like I said, there's no dirt for seeds very today. Today, this is a word about today. And if you come to church today, those who are watching us online, there is no dirt for seeds. God is filling your sack with seeds man from from all all different ministers right from the child little children here if you get to talk to them also they will sow seeds in your in your life but the problem is you have to take it water it cherish it and rest go to rest man go to sleep don't be intimidated by the darkness don't be don't fret when nothing is happening nothing is happening I've been doing this for some time. Nothing is happening. That's right. Nothing is going to you're going to see nothing happening because it's night. It's darkness. It's time for you to go to sleep. The word confirms that the morning indeed came for the man to get up and see the sprouting seed It's a confirmation confirmation from God's word. It's a confirmation from God's word. Now some of you are i, I know that some of, it, it can it can look uh, quite tiring that's why we have scriptures that even today that also came to you as a word do not be weary in doing good in sowing do not grow weary in sowing for if you don't lose heart you will reap in due time in due time it's just a matter of time tell your neighbor it's just a matter of time it's just a matter of time. If you have faith concerning yourself, speak it over the next person. If you have faith about yourself, that is just a matter of time. I want you to lay hands on the next person and say, it is just a matter of time. It's about timing. It's all about timing. It's about timing. You, you, you have to snap out of trusting in your own self. You have to come to a place and say, I quit. I quit on what on myself I quit on myself I need to go and sleep now I'm expecting God to do something now which I cannot understand how I don't know I will never know how but God is faithful the number of times we despise the word if you were to take count of the number of times you would despise the word it'd be frightening I'm telling you it'll be so frightening Darkness does not mean that God is not working. Darkness does not mean that nothing is moving. That does not mean that what you've sown is going to go in waste. You got to trust in the divine process, the divine process. It's a divine process. This seed principle is manufactured around a divine process patented in heaven. It's a, it's a technology only found in heaven. It's a divine process. No, we cannot explain it in human terms. The, the, the problem is, we are trying to understand everything in, in, in our wisdom. No, it will not work. It's God's wisdom, it's in His intellectual property. You're just partnering with Him and enjoying the benefits of it. So, do not try to bypass the process. The word for somebody here do not try to bypass the divine process. Put the sickle only once the crop permits don't take out the sickle before the time has come for you to take it out now we are uh, even when you are sowing we are holding the sickle that's the problem even when god is giving you the seed also you're holding the sickle you're so desperate to cut the seed into two and eat the benefit it's not going to work like that you have to keep the sickle down take the seed into your hands cherish it sow it water it cherish it agree to it confess the word and go and take a good sleep have a good sleep get up in the morning see the evidence of it sprouting wait see it grow wait watch the the blade come forth wait watch the head coming forth wait watch the mature grain coming forth wait you're still waiting then finally when it when the crop permits take the sickle take the sickle amen. hallelujah it's a process why is it that we don't understand it? it's a process it's a process dear christian it's a process it's a divine process a divine process the seemingly prolonged night must must not say must not the seemingly prolonged night must not be an excuse for you to put the sickle prematurely. The seemingly the the, the seemingly prolonged period of darkness must not be your excuse to take the sickle and put it on the seed prematurely. Complete the process. Every transaction, in the kingdom is based on this. There is a process. There's a process. Sometimes the process is short. Sometimes the process, process is long, but there is a process. There is a process, you know, you don't give birth to a child. And the next day he is grown up into an adult. No, you have to feed the child. We have to feed the child. You have to take care of him. You have to change the diapers. You have to start weaning the child. You have to teach him to walk. You have to teach him to, to talk, to behave. It's a process, a process. Just because the child did not start running on the second day, you don't throw the child into the garbage, do you? Man, this is a spiritual principle. A spiritual principle. And this uh, today we are in the in the era of everything is fast. It has to be fast. It's plug and play, instant. Plug and play, instant. Um, anything that is that falls under this, uh, it works in the world. Celebrate in the world, instant, plug and play. Ready to cook. Ready to eat. That's how how the world is running. But in the kingdom, it's a process. Process. I've realized that God has taught me more in my waiting than in any other point of my time. Of, of, of time he can teach you more when you're waiting on him that's why the Bible says those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength they shall mount up with wings like eagles if you refuse to wait on the Lord you will miss out on mounting up with wings of eagles like eagles you will you will miss out on being strengthened by God hallelujah Okay, now there is another important lesson in this parable which is generally overlooked. Okay, we, we must not overlook the details in God's word. Where does this man cast a seed? Huh? What does the Bible say? Is, let's go word by word. Soil. The man who casts a seed, or seed on the? Soil. soil. Say soil. soil. So when you hear the word soil, what does it? What does what, come, what comes to your mind? Huh? No, the soil that is used for farming. You put a seed on the soil. You, what do you do to make it soft? You water it, you till it, you plow it. Yeah. So this man put his seed or cast his seed upon the soil. The seed needs soil. The seed needs soil. God's word needs soil. God's word needs soil. Not your ears. What's in your ears? Earwax. That's in your ears. That's not what God's word Wants God's word needs soil which means you the word that you receive must go deep through your ear all the way into your heart and reach the soil of your heart and that soil must be prepared to receive the seed of God's word are you with me okay just just give me that uh, let me try to explain this I'm gonna present before you two types of soil or ground okay this is one type okay and i'll show you what it is because you cannot see it from there basically this is what inside this cup yeah what is this hard say hard broken piece of rock yes so that is that's uh, soil that many christians have resistant hard impregnable Unchanging, unmoved, stiff. And then you have the the next kind of soil which is moist and soft. Can you see this? So I'm gonna I'm gonna do an experiment and Paul is gonna be in charge of this experiment. Paul, we're gonna keep these two these two cups in church. And Paul is gonna come. Every day, yeah. And we're gonna sow. I want uh, Danny to come. You're the sower, yeah. Okay, I'm gonna make you sow seeds into both these cups. All right. So this is uh, according to my wife. This is red spinach seeds. Okay, chira, chira seeds. And and Danny, my sower today, is gonna sow into both. Yeah, you can take a, a pinch and put in the scatter it just scatter it one more pinch you can put one more pinch you can put yeah yeah because we are abundantly sowing huh? Yeah. abundantly sowing yeah. okay this is, this is both conditions in the church only take uh, take uh, a few pinches and put in that yeah yeah that's good so i'll just mix up the 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 soil also Okay, my wife is going to mix up. She will not manipulate, don't worry. (laughs) Just mixing it up. Okay, Danny can also see. So he's a witness. Okay, is it to your satisfaction? Yes, just show this. (laughs) He is satisfied, the sewer is satisfied, the assistant is doing a good job. And mix this also. Mix this also. Okay, then fine, just shake it. Hmm. right, that's good enough. Yeah, it's your, it is your satisfaction, Danny? All right, you can go back to your seat. Okay, Danny has approved of our uh, farming process today. Okay, let's give him a hand. Uh, he, he is going to become greater than his dad, I'm telling you. Yeah, he's going to be a great sower of God's word. Amen. Hallelujah. So we have these two kinds of soil. Yeah, in the church, I'm telling you, in the church right now, In this church, you're either presenting to God's word a heart condition like this, full of hard and stiff and impregnable pieces of rock. Or you come prepared because today is Sunday morning. You come prepared. You sat in the presence of God, asked him to reveal his heart to you. Amen. Made it moist in worship, in prayer. You made it very moist. You're just ready you're not going to let go of any word doesn't matter who's going to lead worship doesn't matter who's going to preach doesn't matter who's going to minister in word doesn't matter who's going to come and say something over that person over you you have come prepared okay paul is going to come to church every day and he's going to sprinkle water in both the cups yeah put a tray underneath sprinkle little water in both the cups and we'll see over a week okay maybe over two weeks we'll see what's going to happen But this is the condition. When God's word is coming to you, what's the the state of your heart? What's the state of your heart? Are you so rigid? I've heard this before. Oh, this same word. I've heard it somewhere when I was a child. but, But you despise the word so much. Some of the promises that God has made to you is deep under rocks. It's deep under rocks. Some of those revelations which are are preached to you have found its way to rock bottom. That's the reality. Let's accept that. And you're wondering, why is nothing happening? Why is nothing happening? Why no change? All I can see is darkness. No cherishing. From the word go, there is no cherishing. It went straight into rock. Where are the seeds falling? Ask your neighbor. Where are the seeds falling? Where are the seeds falling? Where are you casting the seeds? No farmer in his right mind will cast the seed unless the ground is Prepared, tilled and watered, plowed and watered. no farmer will do that. you guys must spend some time with real farmers. You must just go and ask them questions about I mean, you can take questions out of the Bible and sit with them. Do that. Do it as a project over the next two weekends, find some, some farmer and ask them questions from God's word, but don't tell it's from Bible, but tell them. How how does it work? If if you put seeds uh, in the uh, on the wayside, uh, will you get a harvest after one year? Or will you if you if you throw your uh, seeds among the thorns, what will you fetch? You can ask them, and then you'll realize what the word of God is saying is word to word correct. Seeds are precious to a farmer. Seeds are precious to a, a real farmer. If a person does not cherish the seeds, that shows that he is not a real farmer. They treat them, treat the seeds like children. It's family, it's part of family for them. Generations. To gen- that's right. This, 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 uh, um, inclination, this, uh, instinct of farming is usually passed on through generations. God's word is precious. If you have presented to God, uh, ready soil, Clear, cleared okay you had to clear the the ground plowed made it moist to receive his his word it will surely say surely it'll surely yield give an yield but if the soil was not prepared before you receive the word your harvest will evade you it'll not come to you Why people do not see breakthroughs in life? The number one reason is negligence to the word of God. Why Christians do not see breakthroughs in their life. Negligence to God's word. Like I said, there is no dearth to the seed of God's word in a Christian's life. The seed is provided in plenty, but many Christians are not mindful where it is falling. They're not even, not even thinking about it. For example, let's say you are in a public setting, okay, and there's a there's a uh, on the public address system, on the PA system, there's a reading of God's word going on. How do you respond to it? Do you incline your ears? You know, I like what Pastor Ben said when he was baptized in the Spirit; everything changed. He looked out of the window, the leaves started speaking to him. The birds started chirping to him. The color of the grass started minister to him. That must be where we are. That must be where we are. Everything must be about the glory of God. Everything must be about God wanting to speak. God wanting to get your attention. Have you ever wondered why the other person is making so much progress? Nobody is giving any expressions. But if we give some expressions on our show, show some expressions on our face, then the pastor will know what is going on. Have you ever wondered why that person is making so much progress? And you look at that person with so much jealousy. Whereas nothing is happening with your life. Both of you are started together but you are still in the same place but the other person is growing prospering maturing but whereas you you're going from one problem to the next from one dead end to the next you have both of you have the same axis same axis both of you have the same axis both you both of you attend the same church I'll make it very close to you. Both of you have the same pastor. Both of you are under the the same leadership. Both of you listen to the same sermons. Both of you are in the same Bible studies. But the other person is having a bounty. Whereas you are having a a lack. You are in the same place. Have you ever wondered? Have you ever wondered? Some of you are too busy to even wonder that. So disconnected from what is going on that you don't even take note of those things. Ah, I don't know. Don't be like that. I'll tell you why the other person is progressing. Because your ground was hard, and his or her ground was, was soft and, un, and broken. Because you have not sowed the seed. How do you sow the seed by responding to God's word? That's how we sow the seed. Whereas the other person received the seed and sowed it into his own heart, into his own heart, into his own life, into fertile soil. You have not watered the seed by agreeing or believing what it said, but you have the other person on on the other hand has watered the seed. He agreed or she agreed. He believed she believed. You have not cherished the seed. You didn't make any confessions regarding that after that. You didn't make any declarations from God's word after that. Whereas the other person has not stopped talking about it. There's a a joy element. There's There's a hope that suddenly comes to your expressions, hopeful in expressions, hopeful in smiling, hopeful in in conversations. I'll ask you a question. Where is your seed lying now? Where is your seed lying now? Did you provide your seed and environment to sprout and grow? The Bible says God's word is living and active. What does that mean? It says living and active. One more time say living and active. What does that mean? It means, okay, now this is the next problem that we see in the church. You you don't understand that God's word is living and active. That means God's word has a personality. God's word, you are stuck with the personality of your pastor. You are stuck with the personality of the Bible teacher. You are stuck with the personality of the worship leader. You are not seeing beyond that. But the word that is coming forth from his mouth or her mouth has a personality. About which you have no clue. John chapter 17 and verse 13. But now I come to thee. And these things I speak in the world that they may have my joy Amen. made full in themselves. God, Jesus is saying, My word is given to the world, is being spoken to the world so that it can carry my personality. Amen. His personality, what is that? Full of joy. Amen. Full of joy. God's word has a personality, it can respond to your gestures. It can respond. It can. It can. Uh, it can get offended. God's word can get offended by your body language. Hello, somebody help me on this. God's word can get offended by your body language. God's word can offended, get get offended by the way you sit in church, and where you sit in church. I I, I remember hearing from Benny Hinn. Somebody asked Benny Hinn, so in your years of uh, in, in ministry, what are the things that have, uh, what are the things you've realized which prevent the Holy Spirit from moving? You know what he said? I was, I thought he's going to say something very, you know, very fetched or something like that. So I was like, you know, all years he said, yeah, the one thing that usually offends the Holy Spirit, empty chairs in church, empty chairs in, in the front, especially empty chairs in the front that shows now you think what's wrong with having empty chairs in the front if you go to a a chief minister's function or a prime minister's function how many of you have seen empty chairs in the front have you seen empty chairs in the front then why is it we have so many empty chairs in the front why is it that we prefer to stay behind the curtain Understand God's word has a personality. It can respond to your gestures. It feels. That's why sometimes after the preaching, you know, you look at people and you're like, did they even understand? Joy was ministered. And they look all sad. You didn't connect to the personality of God's word. You offended the personality of God's word. And over a period of time, you will see places drying up because of that. The reason why, now we all say, you know, it's a case study for Christian theologians. Uh, How come we have uh, churches in Europe all dried up? It's all empty. They've all become pubs and this and that. I'll tell you why. They stopped cherishing God's word. That's all. No other reason. They stopped cherishing God's word. They start offending the personality of God's word. The spirit of God is the personality of God's word. The Holy Spirit is the personality of God's word. It's a person. It's a person. We have to snap out of this. This disconnect from God's word. We have to snap. Slap yourself. Do something drastic. Come out of it. If you look like a fool in church, so be it. Now, sometimes I wish I can put two cameras here and send you all the file of today's service, not from up from the front, from that side of the, of the church. Go back and watch yourself in church. You think, okay, I'm getting offended. I care to hoots. Absolutely. I have no problem. When I come to that place, I'm not going to be worried about this. This is God's work. I'm going to do what I'm going to do. But if the response of the crowd is not happening, it's their problem. Amen. I don't doubt a single person who ministers from this place. I don't doubt their capabilities. I don't doubt their anointing. I don't doubt their, uh, you know, their grasp over God's word. I don't doubt the call of God, of, by God. I don't doubt it. I know that they are all doing an amazing job. And I'm not, I'm not going to gauge them based on how you're going to respond to them. Snap out of this uh, entertainment industry mindset. Snap out of it. If the song is good and entertaining, I'll move my, I'll move my feet. I'll shake my legs. I'll, I'll do this. But if it is not happening, if, if it is not my kind of song, I can't worship. My hands won't go up. And now that comes onto the stage. If the crowd is not responding, I don't feel like singing today. I don't feel like playing in such a place. You're sent to minister the gospel, not to entertain the crowd. If you can't minister the gospel, go find another job. You find something else to do. Fly a kite, make some coffee, serve coffee outside, put a tuck shop or something, do something else. But if you're called to be a minister of God, don't look at the responses. Minister the gospel, bear the reproach of Christ. Be proud to be a Christian. Because God's word is the most powerful entity you will ever find in the world. You will ever find in the world the most powerful entity. It has a personality. God's word can see. God's word can see you. God's word can touch you. God's word can listen to your words. God's word can feel. Right now as God's word is being ministered, it is doing just that with you all. The thoughts and intentions of man. You know, if you are a married person, you know what I'm talking about. You touch your wife, and if she, she does not respond the way she's supposed to respond, you will feel offended. You will feel sad, disheartened, discouraged. Where is the love? What happened? It's about intimacy. When God's word comes to you like that, you're not responding. What do you think? What do you think God's word is feeling? That's right. I praise you in your word. It's amazing. That's right. I praise you in your word. Even your praise is an expression of God's word. If God said something just once and you thought you heard something else a thousand times, what do you think is going to stand. If God said something only once. But you thought you heard something else a thousand times. What's going to stand? Understand God's word like this. man. Hallelujah. What God really said once or what you're trying to convince yourself and everyone else that you heard a thousand times. Which is going to stand? God's word. Quit playing games with God's word. Don't play games with God's word. You're playing with fire. You're playing with the hammer that can break the rock. Amen. Consuming fire. Don't mess with God's word. Don't ignore God's word. Maybe you do not appreciate what God said and you wish you heard something else in a depraved state of mind like Prophet Jonah. What a proud place to be. Prophet Jonah, the one who was supposed to declare the ordinances of God, the one who was called to declare the voice of God, to speak the oracles of God. When God said to him, you have to go here, he decided he's not going to do it. He wished God did not say to him. In this state of spiritual pride, he decided to disobey God. That's nothing but disobedience. God said, go there. He said, I'm going here. Jonah thought his reputation as a, as a prophet of God will spare him from the trouble of disobedience. He got an entire ship wrecked. He got an entire ship wrecked in the middle of the sea now sometimes that's it's like that now if you are not hearing god if you are going against the word of god you can wreck other people's life it's such a dangerous place to be you can be the reason why other people will end up in soup see listen all your reasonings put together are not strong enough to defy one word of counsel from God. Put all your reasonings together. Put it all, write it all down. It's not strong enough to defy one word of counsel. One line of counsel. First Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 13. For this reason we also constantly thank God that when you receive the word of God which you heard from us. Look at this. The minister of God, the apostle is thanking God That when you receive the word of God which you heard from us, you accepted it not as the word of man, but for what it really is, the word of God, which also performs its work in you who believe. You must come to that place. You must come to that place. When David is ministering to you word, don't treat it as, oh David's word is coming. Treat it as God's word coming. When Paul is ministering God's word, not Apostle Paul, our Paul, okay? When Paul is ministering God's word, don't treat it like Paul is ministering God's word. No. Treat, as the, treat it for what it really is the word of God, which also performs its work in you who believe. Now, Jesus had the problem very clearly. He said the problem. Now the problem is familiarity. Familiarity. A prophet is not accepted in his hometown. Now, I ever wondered why people who are not, uh, you know, heard much in, in our, our places, they'll go to Africa, they'll go to North India, come back with stunning reports. You know why? Don't be like that. Don't get familiar. Don't get familiar with the workings of God, man. Always been a place of awe. you know, six 66 verse From my hand made all these things. For my hand made all these things. Thus all these things came into being, declares the Lord. But to this one, I will look. To him who is humble and contrite of spirit and who trembles at, is the word, at, at my word. Be a generation trembling at the word of God. You might be the only person in your community who is trembling at God's word. You might be the only student in your school trembling at God's word. You might be the only person, the only musician in the entire music industry trembling at God's word. doesn't matter. You might be the only doctor in the entire doctor community trembling at God's word. But be that person because God looks at you. The Bible says to such a one, I will look. I will look at such a person. You might be the only teacher in your school trembling at God's word, but be that teacher. God is looking at you. Amen? That's all that matters. That's all that matters. Quit playing this this game. This game is not going to help you. It's it's, going to shatter. It's going to shatter. It's going to destroy you. It's going to destroy you. The word, the word, the word. Love the personality of the word. Enjoy the personality of the word. Embrace the personality of God's word. Kiss the son. Who is the son? God's word. Kiss the son. Lest he be angry. God's word has emotions. I told you. He's got anger. God's word has anger. And that's why some people, you know, sometimes they leave the church. Oh, pastor was so angry today. Pastor was not angry. God's word was angry today. Uh, He he said this. He he was talking just to me. Yes. God's word speaking just to you. Even the pastor would not have realized that people have come to me saying today we're talking to me and I got offended. The, re- the reality is I didn't even think of them. God is my witness. I didn't even think of them when I ministered. And then, I'm like, okay, that's right. They have all the reason to think like that. Because the word of God is living and active. And sharper! Oh, let's read it together. The word of God is living and active, and sharper. One more time: living and active, and sharper than any two-edged sword, and piercing as far as the division of soul and spirit, of both joints and marrow, and able to judge the thoughts and intentions of the heart. Your pastor will be incapable of doing that, but God's word is capable of doing that your best friend will be incapable of doing that your husband will be incapable of doing that your wife will be incapable of doing that but god's word can do it able to discern the thoughts and intentions within your heart now if you truly understand this one verse in the bible this one verse it will bring revival in the land this one verse Go back and meditate on this one verse and understand what it is. Revival. Revival will happen. Revival. The secret of revival is honoring God's word. Taking God at His word. That is revival. Quitting your dreams, quitting your plans, quitting your aspirations, and taking God at His word and saying, That is more important for me than anything else. That's revival. Hallelujah. Understand the power of God's word. Get used to that personality. Respond to that personality of God's word. Get tremble. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the, the example is if a human personality, a VIP comes, how, you know how people stand. There's a bend on the back. There's a very obsequious uh, posture that they 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 take, just to give honor to a mere man. When God's word is being preached. This is how some of us are in the church when God's word is being preached like this, because you don't understand the personality of God's word. It is a person coming to you with love, with comfort, with hope, with power to deliver the the power to change your circumstances, the power to give breakthrough to your situations and you're sitting plunk. Not honoring. Let's change. Let's change. Let's be an example to others. The people who come to the church must say, that's the way we ought to be when it comes to God's Word. For Bible study, you know, I wish we we had the, the same kind of zeal and passion that we show for other things. Now, I was made. This is my confession. I was a, I'm a product of Bible study. I'm a product of Bible study. A product of Bible study. Today Bible study happens. We have other things to do. Those who are free will come. We'll see whether we can join online. The the excuse is online. Sometimes I wish we never had all these things. Oh, but uh, pastor, we need to make use of every opportunity. The technology, we must capitalize on that. The technology will remain. Those things are going to get melted. Those those things are going to get destroyed by fire. Tremble at his word. Tremble at his word. Tremble at at his word. Cherish the word. If you miss everything on a day, it's all right, but don't miss hearing from God. Doesn't mean that you necessarily have to sit down and open the Bible, but you make sure that you hear God. You have a communion happening. Amen. Amen. If you miss out on anything else, it's okay. You miss breakfast, lunch, dinner, yes. it's absolutely fine. Nothing is going to go wrong. You miss meeting your friends, it's all right. You miss some important uh, appointments, it's all right, but don't miss out on hearing God's word it's life life let's give thanks thank you Jesus thank you for teaching us and reminding us that your word has a personality it might be a personality that we are not used to but we better get used to the personality of God's Word It's going to be for the good of our lives. It's going to be for the profit of our lives. That we may be established in the the plan of God. Lord, I, I ask of you, Lord, that you'll awaken your people. Awaken them. Awaken them. Awaken them out of this slumber. Awaken them out of this mode. This distraction. This lukewarmness. Awaken them, Father. Awaken them. Cause them to get real with you. Every pretence, every taking for granted will cease. We want to please you in all respects. We want to please you in everything. Thank you, Father. Thank you for the work that is going on in us. Lord, we pray that your name will be glorified in everything that you do. May your will be accomplished in us, Lord. Changes. Us. Changes. Us. Changes. Us. Change us. Cause us to be more alert. Help us to honor your word in every way, Lord. In our gestures, our body language. The way we sit, where we sit how we prioritize it lord all those things matter to you we want to change send revival start with me send revival start with me thank you father want I mean, every single person here lord thank you lord some of them have decided to respond to your word but lord i commit even the ones who are resisting the ones who are trying to figure it out questioning i pray lord you will silence their questions you will bring them to a place of surrender because you desire for no man to perish. It's your desire that all of us prosper and profit and do well in life. Lead us, Lord, through this next one week. Help us to walk with you, honoring your word, receiving your word continually. Amen. May your name be glorified. In Jesus' name we pray. Yes. Amen. Hello, this is Nisha koshi I'm sure this podcast has blessed you. Do subscribe to our channel for more messages and follow us on social media to stay connected. May God bless you.